With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside what surely is the first day of the apocalypse. Yeah. As the Jets are nailing the NFL draft. The end is nigh. Jay Shanahan was right. It could be Sunday. <laughs> That'd be perfect Jets. It's the greatest trade, the greatest draft grade the Jets have ever gotten. Oh, but the world is ending Sunday. It doesn't matter. That could be how it goes. Well, it seems like that's the way it's going to go. I even <laughs> uh, posted to our little group chat that we do pushing uh, stories back and forth. They took Elijah Moore, and I went, ah, look at that, another proper pick doing things right. Crazy. The Jets are nailing the draft. I know it's all new. It's amazing. The Jets are nailing the draft. It's a new world order. And then you had a Syracuse guy come off the board. I mean, it's like heaven for you, man. (laughs) Yeah, we won one game last year. We were going to draft Trevor Lawrence number one overall at Syracuse, but uh, it didn't happen for us. Uh, It is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, as we are sitting 
sitting in the third round of the NFL draft. Uh, yes, the Jets are nailing the draft. Uh, that's really all you need to know, really. That's all. Uh, no, uh, the Texans took a quarterback a few minutes <laughs> yes, ago. Yes, they did. Davis Mills uh, out of Stanford in the third round. Not quite a pick where you say, hey, he's our guy coming up, but one of those picks where you say, you know, we really don't know what the future for Deshaun Watson's going to be. We don't know if he's going to be here. You think they had it covered with Terod Taylor, but now they drafted somebody else just in case. They are preparing for the fact that Deshaun Watson's not going to be there. And look, regardless as to how this turns out with Deshaun Watson, whether it is a case that actually goes to court, goes to trial, this is not something where he's going to be able to play. You know, there's not going to be any situation where, okay, this has worked out and he is maybe settled with the accusers, all 22 of them. Uh, He's going to face NFL discipline, and it's going to be a big deal. And I don't know that he can play in Houston anymore. So the Texans saying, all right, we have our guy right now in Terod Taylor, and maybe this is our guy. He's a third-round pick. We can bring him along a little bit, but they clearly are planning for life after Deshaun Watson, whether it's a trade or whether or not it's he can't play because of the accusations, whether he can't play because of the accusations he serves a suspension and then they trade him but really I, I look at more and more every day I go is Deshaun Watson really going to play another down for the Texans and I don't see it well you know at a minimum from the NFL perspective you're probably missing what half a season at a minimum right and when, when it's all said and done even if every one of those cases gets settled and, and goes away doesn't go any further than that and right when it's all civil civil cases and and the one uh, that that went into criminal discovery at this point. So we'll watch how that flows. But Davis Mills is a guy that, depending on which draft analyst you followed, some had him as end of round one grades. We, 11 games as a collegiate quarterback, so not a huge amount of tape. Uh, some stuff with his decision-making and, and locking on. But that comes with experience, right? We see that oftentimes freshman year if you're the the starter that just rolls in and then uh, that that you get weaned off that pretty fast as you learn the system. So this guy, 6'4", 217 for some. Again, he was going to be the answer uh, at the back end of maybe the first round for some of those teams looking for depth. Now you get him in the third, and you look at what the Texans came with to this you know, procedural is they only had the this pick, uh, one fourth, two fifths, three sixths, and a seventh. So the fact that they take a quarterback first, you know, with their first uh, bite at the proverbial draft apple, uh, tells you where they're they're leaning in terms of the organization recognizing it's time to move forward. You know, and overall from that, because, look, that's that's clearly where it's headed. Deshaun Watson's not going to play again. And either it's legal, it's a suspension trade, or just a trade. Playing in Houston again is going to be impossible at this point. Uh, but outside of that, it, here's the thing, is we spend so much time, you're seeing this now, as you just talked about Mills having a first-round grade from some, some mock drafts, uh, is that clearly outside of Trevor Lawrence, number one, and Zach Wilson, number two, because the teams made it obvious. Look, Trevor Lawrence is obviously the number one pick, and then the Jets made it obvious they were going to take Zach Wilson. Every other quarterback has been evaluated wrongly by every mock draft, by every expert, by every insider. It was Mac Jones going three, then it was Justin Fields. Oh, no, it's Trey Lance who goes at number three. What about Justin Fields? He's going to go four. No, he's going to go when the Bears trade up. He's going to go uh, right around number 10. And what about Mac Jones? No, no, no one's going to get for him. He's not really the third pick. He's going to go 
15 overall. What about Davis Mills? For No, he's going to go in the third round. So clearly, what everybody has pontificated about the quarterbacks, I think we all fell into a little bit of, hey, the quarterbacks are sexy, so we talk about them a lot, and they were really over-mocked. I mean, they weren't over-drafted. They were over-mock-drafted, right? We say that guy's over-drafted, yeah. right? But he, No, he's over-mock-drafted because clearly the teams didn't have these players as high on their board as all the mock-drafted and all the experts and all the analysts. Well, this team needs a quarterback, so we're plugging in a quarterback here. Didn't happen that way. The Broncos decided, no, we're not going to make a move. We're going to go get Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, wait, nobody likes that? Well, did Blank you, we did it. Uh, so clearly, outside of the first two, all the other ones were all mock overdrafted because they all went later, and the ones that we thought were going later went earlier. And and clearly, when we tried to evaluate this, everybody got everything just way wrong. It was it was well, so way wrong. <laughs> well, I'm taking my victory lap. I went seven for seven out of the gate. Got that eighth when uh, Devontae Smith went to the to the Eagles and then finish with 10 because uh, the Ravens, I, I nailed those two. But with the quarterbacks, look, we, we always try to figure out need, desperation. Maybe we don't like a quarterback as much as they do in the room, right, where we evaluate from, from one standpoint, part of it being just gut, fandom, maybe gambling uh, losses, maybe fantasy football losses and failures, whatever else. I mean, there's just so many different ways that you uh, attack and approach the evaluation uh, uh, of a player's performance. You know, not in the Tommy Lasorda way, but the just the if the big stats aren't there, did he necessarily do terribly, right? When we look at uh, Jason Owe, uh, and I don't have it in front of me, he wants to be called by his – uh, real first name. He's been going by Jason to make it easy. But he had zero sacks last year. But if you go and watch Penn State tape, he was disruptive, just didn't get the the final sack totals, much like Jadavian Clowney, who's making $10 million a year to do the same, right? The stats aren't necessarily there, but you can't always put something so easily into the box score. And with these quarterbacks, part of it is where are we in evaluating now? We talked about it a lot with Tua Tungavaloa coming into the draft, right? Would the Dolphins be bold and move away? Would they trade him? Is he still tradable? Because they've had a great draft. Looks like they've got everything they need to go and compete, but still last year we watched the you know the pulley system of all right let uh, Fitzpatrick in for a bit all right yank him give two a shot nope all right we, we're still competitive and maybe the playoffs are on the horizon so put Fitzpatrick back in I, I, from outside looking in that would make you say well they hate Tua the other part is coming off the hip injury, limited time to work with guys in the offseason, and the chance that now you're not building but you're actually winning. There's so many other parts to the evaluation, and I think when we get to Kellen Mond with Minnesota, uh, you, you, you saw the draft of Trask by the the Buccaneers at the end of round two. So we had a, a fantasy quarterback run, right? End of round two, into round three. There's three in a row. There you uh, go. But take it's it. a dynasty league. Dynasty league. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now you take Davis Mills and you and you look at him and go, all right, he's at least the project guy moving forward. But, yeah, you, you have no idea how many phone calls go through. We were talking with Jay Glazer about it the other day, Jason. You know, the guys, they, they don't know where they really want to go. And, and with San Francisco, it wasn't all – an elaborate ruse like they now claim or did they really not know what the hell they were doing because of the wild card of Aaron Rodgers coming open so you know it's it's fluid and that's what makes a great theater what almost 13 million people watched yesterday mm -hmm.
I'll tell you. Uh, Davis Mills, quarterback or general contractor? What sound? What, what's a better name? Quarterback? Because he sounds like a general contractor. Well, I, oh, well, I use Davis Mills. He built my porch edition. Oh, it was so great. Davis yeah, Mills. Yeah, I mean, that would great. be a great company in, in Chicago, right? Of, uh, hey, we, let's get our foundation reset. We hired the firm of Davis Mills. <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a law firm. I don't know. Uh, the law firm of Davis Mills is here to represent you. I will fight for you. Uh, so we'll keep you updated on the NFL draft right now as we are uh, motoring through the third round here yeah. uh, at the Draft Theater in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, but big news in the NBA as after 20 games out, returning in about 20 minutes for the Lakers against the Kings is LeBron James. He's been out since March 20th. He's going to start. There is no minutes restriction. LeBron is ready to go. So, again, I tell you, was LeBron really injured or was this more of an injury slash load maintenance? Well, which is it really? Uh, because clearly with LeBron coming back now, the Lakers are going to be fine. And where they are in the standings right now is at the best they can do is really holding on to fifth because they're five games out of fourth place, which they're not going to get. If you are the Lakers, I wonder – if you're going to see a big tear from them right now, because the last thing they want is that first-round matchup with the Clippers. They want the first-round matchup with Denver. Oh, but Jokic is the MVP. Yeah, but there's no Jamal Murray. And we saw what the Lakers did to the Nuggets in the bubble when Jamal Murray was playing, and now this is a few months later, and we're seeing it again. You're going to see a big push by the Lakers to win a lot of games so they can finish fifth and avoid that 3-6, because the one team they don't want is the Clippers. Right, you know, When they played last year, they got to the bubble, the Clippers were out. It was like the Lakers said, hey, the door's open because the Clippers are a bad matchup for the Lakers. They have been for a couple of years. They are a bad matchup. And the Lakers are saying, yes, give us the Nuggets. We're fine. We'll take the Jazz in the next round. Good luck now. Good luck trying to beat us. We'll see how good you guys really are. The Clippers are the team the Lakers don't want to see at all. So I bet you you're going to see a big push. You're going to see them win a lot of games here. Here's LeBron, no minutes restriction. We're about, Why are you worried about a minute? No, 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 no. He's ready to come back. I'm telling you. This is a lot of it strategical, and uh, the Lakers are playing it right, and you're going to see them win, and they're going to have enough to stay there. they got to uh, stay ahead of the Mavericks because the Mavericks are only a game behind them, so it's very, very important. But the uh, Lakers, watch them go on a run here with LeBron and AD. They'll win enough games. They'll finish fifth. Nuggets-Lakers in the first round. Hopefully LeBron's got something that'll cure some of the woes of Anthony Davis since he's been back because he don't look right uh, just yet. And you can call it rust, uh, but physically he, he doesn't look like he's quite uh, to where he needs to be with LeBron. You know, we had joked about it, what, about five games in, about the potential for the, uh, the rope-a-dope and a long extended vacation. Uh, but if it was legitimately a high ankle sprain... It's going to be uh, curious to watch this thing tested as we get back out there. Because remember, it was just, what, two, three days ago where he had the, the video where he was running at about a quarter speed and, and some of the luminaries across our sporting universe go, ah, what is that? He's nowhere close to being done. He's he's still physically – it's like it was a jogging thing, and he mocked you. Uh, so have fun. Uh, Ten games remaining. Sacramento, Toronto are the first two. Okay, fine. Uh, and then it gets interesting. Denver – Clippers, the Blazers, the Suns, May 11th. I think we both need to take the night off and go to Staples to watch the Knicks in person. Mm. Uh, Then they play Houston at Indiana and at New Orleans to end the season. There's a lot of winnable games. At at worst, you're going 500. 
at, at best, if he's 100% and ready to go, Le- LeBron leads them, what, 7-3, and 8-2, and two, and away we go into the playoffs. So uh, it'll be interesting to watch, interested to watch tonight. I mean, how many minutes? Uh, he's, he's not on a restriction, I don't believe, and, and they say that uh, Anthony Davis has moved past it. Matt passed his, uh, although I think that's still uh, perhaps uh, in the balance, depending on down and distance, as it were, uh, to mix metaphors since we're still watching the draft. Uh, but, yeah, this will be fun to watch uh, and see where he's at. If it was legitimately load management, um, then he perpetrated a fraud. On all of humanity. <laughs> I'm resting. Yeah, you know, he could have gone to Blaze Pizza a couple of times while he was out. Oh, no, back to back to the Blaze Pizza Blaze. thing. Could've You're still mad at that? That was years yeah, ago now. I, I know, but still, man. I mean, that was a fraud. Was fraud. Did you still get a free Blaze. pizza? No, he wasn't going to wait in that line. It was so hot. It was nah, terrible. See, you're no, lazy. No, I wasn't going to do that. No, actually, your time is far worth far more than what that pizza is, <laughs> which is always something to remind you folks. Even if it's free, <laughs> think about how much you either make per hour or how much you'd like to make per hour and, and decide whether it's worth it to stand in line. And that's one to grow on. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome. Trust me, watch the Lakers go on a run so they can get that first round matchup with the Nuggets. That's more desirable than the Clippers. Just watch. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We all have now had 24 hours to digest the Aaron Rodgers news. The, the news leaking and, and breaking that Adam Schefter says Aaron Rodgers does not want to go back to the Green Bay Packers, doesn't trust the team, doesn't want to go back and play, doesn't see a way back after everything that's gone on with the team in the offseason, the drafting of Jordan Love, their relationship. The saga has been well documented over the past month and year. So how does this play out? Well, the thing is, since I'm basically the Aaron Rodgers whisperer, I told you everything was going to happen. I mean, really, I told you. Hey, the, the, the Niners were going to make a run for him. They did. Uh, he was going to wait till just before the draft and say, I don't want to play there anymore, and he did. So how does this play out with Aaron Rodgers? This is not going to be a quick solution. The fact that the Packers came out yesterday and said we're not trading him means both sides are going to be dug in. Both sides are stubborn. Both sides are going to try to do it their way and they're both going to try to win. This is going to be a story that hangs over the NFL and it's going to be great for us. It's going to do it for months. Just like Brett Favre and his retirement saga in 2008. I'm going back 13 years now, but this is exactly what it was. Favre didn't know if he wanted to play. I'm retiring. I'm not. I'm coming back. The Packers got sick of his dance and they told him you have to come back and compete with Aaron Rodgers if you want to come back and it was a daily saga of Brett Favre versus Aaron Rodgers for the entire summer it was great I was we talked about that every single sure. night it was awesome and it took a while and finally midway through the preseason the Packers said fine we're done and they traded Brett Favre to the New York Jets that's how this is going to go it's going to be 
Aaron Rodgers staying away from the team for a long time. Jordan Love is going to get all the reps. We're going to get updates. We're going to get rumors out of Aaron Rodgers' camp. We're going to get rumors out of the Packers' camp. And Rodgers is going to talk. That's the thing is he's not – once in a while he will say something, but it's not like he's a guy that needs to see his name in the headlines every single night. So he's going to be quiet and silent throughout most of it. And we're going to say, <laughs> eh, it's not that big a deal. You know, it's not that – Aaron doesn't need the offseason. They have plenty of time to fix this. Aaron doesn't need the beginning of the preseason. He doesn't need any time. Everything's going to be fine. And then it's going to get to the point where the rubber's got to hit the road. And the Packers are going to blink first because they're going to say, if he sits, it doesn't do us any good. It does, and, and it doesn't do the team any good because he's an asset and we can get something for him. So we're going to get to the middle of the preseason and the Packers are going to trade him. And it's, that, it's going to be a big... Uh, headline. He doesn't have a no trade clause in his contract. He's going to get traded. Now, where is he going to go? The one of three places is going to step up and make the move for him when it's all said and done. It's either going to be Denver, who seems to be ready for it right now. All right, hey, we're ready. Whenever you want that trade, we're ready. We're ready. We're ready. Right. So Denver's going to be right there. The other two teams that will be there: Miami and the Raiders. Right. Miami's going to be there because they can offer back. Here's Tua. And here's some other players you want. Aaron Rodgers come here suddenly. Hey, we're loaded in Miami, right? Aaron Rodgers in the sunshine and the, and, and, and the big market of Miami, and it's going to be great. And Miami has the quarterback. They can say, here you go back. If Jordan Love stinks, we can give you Tua. And then the Packers say, all right, we'll try to make it work with Tua because clearly Jordan Love is not going to be the guy. He didn't show that he was ready anywhere close to ready last year. I can't believe he's going to show he's going to be ready this year. So they're going to be in panic mode. So they're going to want to get somebody back. The same thing with the Raiders. That's Aaron Rodgers' preferred destination. You know the Packers don't want to send him to his preferred destination, but it's the Raiders. Is he really going to succeed with the Raiders? It's the Raiders. It's the Raiders. The Raiders can trade Derek Carr back, and they can build around uh, whatever they want to build around and have a quarterback that can, you know, complete 95% of his passes, but they're all five yards and in. Everything will be fine. So, one of those three teams is who's going to step up for Aaron Rodgers. Now, they're not going to want, like I said, they're not going to want to trade him where his preferred destination is but clearly Denver's there they're the team to overwhelm an offer the Miami Dolphins are the team with the young quarterback that can go back and the Raiders are the team where hey I want to go here the Raiders clearly will have enough to offer and it's the Raiders all right yeah fine you want to go be a Raider finish your career with the Raiders go ahead knock yourself out one of those teams is going to be the teams to trade up for Aaron Rodgers yeah I mean we talked about it a little bit last night when you get into the contract for Aaron Rodgers, once you get past June 2nd, uh, it becomes a, a, a nice, uh, more easily digested meal, as it were. Uh, if they trade him before June 2nd, 38.4, rounding up, of course, in 2021, dead money. June 2nd or later, $21 million this year, 17.2 next year. So you can smooth it out. Next year, obviously, the salary cap, they expect to bounce back to where it was, right? It had been rising 8 to $10 million every year before this setback because of the pandemic. No butts and seats, everything else uh, that, that befell the league. So uh, expecting business as normal, if you were to look at it that way, there, there's no f- reason to force it now. If nothing else, you, you find out a little more about what Jordan Love's all about. 
as you try to smooth this over and we hear those reports that the Packers brass want to do everything, at least, you know, verbally, they're throwing it out there to the media and to their fans. Hey, we're trying to do everything we can to take care of Aaron. Behind the scenes, they're evaluating all those trade options, right? Denver has nothing, zero invested in the quarterback position right now. All right, Teddy Bridgewater is nothing in terms of dollars and cents, and Drew Locke's still on his rookie deal. And when they drafted Patrick Sertan last night, and a lot of talk of, oh, we, we didn't want it to be known how much we liked him, all of these things, did they not uh, probably take a long look at Justin Fields in a normal world without Aaron Rodgers potentially on the chessboard? Right, as much as you want a defensive player, don't don't you think you'd be looking at Justin Fields there mm-hmm. or Mac Jones or somebody else? So it's it leads to speculation of did they make the trade there, but the trade can't or did they make the pick there for the trade that comes in after June second? Right, so it's a long lead of we do this now and here you bolster this. We say we've got our quarterback set, but behind the scenes it's still getting prepped and ready for that June 2nd date because then everybody can agree it means the Packers take less of a beating uh, this year in terms of the cap space and maybe there's some other move they can make to try to help bolster things for Jordan Love. Uh, I'm curious to see how it flows, but I agree with you. Those are the leaders in the clubhouse when it comes to the odds for Aaron Rodgers to show up at a new location. Uh, It's just sad that Miami's sitting there at 10-1 to the third favorite uh, when they've done everything they can seemingly to give to a chance to succeed. <laughs> Something the Packers could never claim they did. <laughs> they, but, but, <laughs> but they just can't stand them, though. I mean, they can't stand You, they, you all, think all everybody is, all these teams hate their players. All these stories, hey, uh, well, here's another story about how the Dolphins want to move on from Tua Tungavailoa. Well, they obviously, I mean, the, the sheer volume of stories tells you that the Dolphins aren't sold on him, and they're going to get through the preseason, just like the Packers are going to get through the preseason and go, man, Jordan loves stinks because he does. And Aaron Rodgers. You don't know that. Right? Aaron Rodgers is. He's just not in. Aaron Rodgers. You don't know nah. that he stinks. Oh, look, they, they wanted him to take over the job this year. They wanted him to take over this year for Aaron so they could say, blank you, Aaron, you're gone. And clearly he showed he could he, – he, he, I don't even know that he was on the radar at any point last year. So at this point you have to say, is he really going to be that good? He's really going to wow you he's going to be good? So they'll get through the, the preseason and go, man, Jordan Love is struggling. And the Dolphins will get through the preseason and go, man, are we really going to go – can we really trust Tua here? And everybody gets that itchy trigger finger because now it's getting close to the season. we got to figure out a way. And one one of those teams is going to step up, and that's where the Packers are going to trade Aaron Rodgers to. Now, they want to send him to some place. They want to send him to a far outpost. They'd like to say, hey, we're going to trade you for a seventh-round pick to the Jaguars. You know, go back up Trevor Lawrence. Good luck. But they're going to have to send him somewhere because they got to get a lot for him, and those three teams will be able to give him a lot, whether they give him a combination of draft picks and players. They can give him quarterbacks. They all have different things, and it's whatever the Packers are going to want in that, at that part in the situation and what they're really going to want 
want as a quarterback. So is it do we want Derek Carr as part of the deal? Do we want Tua? Do we want uh, you know a guy like Teddy Bridgewater and just in case he's got to play? And we want everything else the Broncos want to give us because the Broncos want to give him a lot of draft picks and a bunch of players. So what do we really want there? You know what what's what's going to be our our pick of what's going to fit for us best? And it's going to wind up being a quarterback because uh, really Jordan Love would have shown a little bit of something you know at some point to make the Packers think hey Jordan Love is our guy. They drafted the guy in the first round. They drafted him in the first round, and he's and he's not been able to show that. Hey, I can yeah. maybe take over someday at some point. That's a really big yeah, but thing. What, man. what are you going to be able to show when you're getting second team reps? Look, I need to clean two things up. Number one, he's going to get Brown, all the first team reps now because he will now away from the team. That's he's right. That, but that's what I said. Now you get. To, did you listen to me? I said. Now mm-hmm. we actually get to see if he, there's anything there, and then they'll be able to evaluate by that June second. He'll be like the Christian Hackenberg of of the, uh, he'll be the new Christian Hackenberg is where he's. How how dare you? Uh, Jalen Brown did, in fact, play. He had 17 points, but he shot 5 of 24. So perhaps at times tonight, the Celtics wish he hadn't. Also, for all your predictive abilities, you are Emma Thompson from the Harry Potter saga. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Sybil. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the 3 and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks, coaches. Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A big night tonight. Look, we had some fun earlier with Jason Tatum's the MVP and all of these things because it was some kind of night for Jason Tatum. Uh, the Celtics beat the Spurs 143 to 140 in overtime. And what kind of night was it for him? It was this kind of night. The Boston Celtics have come from 32 down to beat the San Antonio Spurs as Jason Tatum has tied the franchise record by dropping 60. Celtics Radio Network on the call, 60 points for Tatum. Only he and Larry Bird have scored 60 points in a game for the Celtics. Now, look, we joke around going, oh, come on, if you want Steph to be the MVP, then and, and Jason Tatum's got to be the MVP. I can actually make a better argument for Jason Tatum for MVP than I can Steph Curry. All right. Now, clearly at this point, here's the thing, is that especially in the last couple of weeks without Jamal Murray, the Nuggets still win and it's still Nikola Jokic. So I, I it's going to wind up being Jokic as the MVP. I don't even think it's going to be close because, hey, well, you know, hey, he was the guy there. Look at what he's doing. But now no Jamal Murray. But, oh, man, they're still winning without him. Maybe – Maybe Jamal Murray is really the number two guy there in Jokic. No, because I love Jamal Murray. You know, I like the guards, uh, you know, more, more sure. than the big men. But, you know, clearly what he's done and, and, and they continue to win. I mean, that's a really big deal. So he's going to win. But I'll tell you what, not that he needs to score 60 in a game, but this is the second time this month he's had 50 in a game. He's averaging 27 points per game. And here come the Celtics in the standings. He'll make it close 
this year. He'll be he'll be at the end. Maybe hey, maybe Jason Tatum gets MVP votes because in the end, I, I gotta believe that the Celtics, as good as they are, are gonna wind up you know passing the Knicks and being the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. And here you are finishing there, and especially when you have uh, you know tough candidacies everywhere else with everybody missing time I can say behind Jokic I, I could see Jason Tatum right up there but I'll tell you what he will be on the short of sh- the shortest of short list for MVP beginning next year I told you how much I love this kid since he came into the league right him and Donovan Mitchell my two favorite uh young players since they came into the league they're they're just they're both just that good, both under 25. They're fantastic. And Jason Tatum's a guy who I can see being anointed the next great star of the league because that's what the NBA MVP is all about. Hey, let's make a star now, right? Let's make mm-hmm. a star. And Tatum, it might not be this year, but boy, I'll tell you what, I would go to Vegas now and I would put some money on Tatum for the MVP for next year because he's going to have the opportunity. He's going to have the the visibility to do it and and he's got that that it factor about him where, hey, he can go for 60. He can go for 50. He's finally become that guy. First part of the season for the Celtics, it kind of, he kind of struggled a bit. Uh, you know, so many games came down to the end, and Jason Tatum either had to make a play or not, and it didn't work out well. But he really, over the course of the past couple of months, has hit that next level, and he's only 23 years old. This is the guy I would say, if I had to put money on an MVP for next year, I'd go with Jason Tatum. Look at you, diving on board early. Look, I tried to make the the case for Jalen Brown as a dark horse candidate coming into this year. Uh, averaging 24-8, scoring up about four points a game over last year. 5.9 boards, 3.4 assists per game. Uh, but yes, Tatum is the guy that breaks through. I've, I sent it to you and to Frostburg that there is the joke of him holding a sign with the 60 uh, on it like he is Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, the only thing they didn't do is apply the proper filter to make it a black and white uh, image. But certainly when we get into the discussion of what makes an MVP, part of it is getting the push. Part of it is pedigree and history. And certainly there are going to be people that would love to see the Celtics having a player back on that stage. You already mentioned the magic name of Larry Bird. Uh, Coming down the stretch, you look at their schedule after tonight. uh, You got the Blazers. Then you got Magic Bulls double up with the Heat, the Cavaliers, the suddenly surging T-Wolves. I say that tongue-in-cheek. And then they finish the season with your Knicks at the Garden on May 16th. So uh, potential there uh, for a a flurry of activity. Yeah, I mean, you you look at Tatum, it'll be him, it'll be Zion, are two of the guys that'll get a push going into next year. And and Tatum's a beloved figure. Uh, I can tell you that from the, you know, we we know it on court, but I can tell you from the marketing and merchandising of the game, he's a guy that a lot of people would be very happy to see get over uh, wearing that Celtics uniform because now you get to bring back all the the shots of Celtics greats of old. And from uh, merchandise, memorabilia, and all of those kind of things, there's money to be had uh, in the banana stand. 
Well, yeah, and let's just say, for instance, right, you mentioned Zion Williams, and everybody wants to make the MVP. Okay, Zion's having a great year this year, right? They got two All-Stars, and they're, you know, seven games under five hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, it's, it's going to be the Steph Curry thing. Are they going to suddenly make a big jump next year? No, if, if this is how good he is, this team, you got a lot of good players here, and you still, you still can't improve. So I, I can't see suddenly the Pelicans making a big jump in the conference. Um, but, you know, well, clearly, look, Zion, you could be a star from anywhere in the NBA. But Tatum with the Celtics, a strong heritage team and being being the next great guy that can score. Sit, look, we're looking for the next Kobe. Who's that guy that can do it? I you know, look Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum. I've said it from the beginning, but Tatum now clearly has hit that next level of his game and he will cut through. And when you have the talent, the stage, the ability, the it factor, that all plays into it. And he, when you finish putting yourself on the map for next year, everybody's going to watch. He can start out big next year, and suddenly it's Jason Tatum's the MVP. Right? Jason Tatum's the MVP. What about Julius Randle? Julius Randle, well, well. This is this is look <laughs> Julius Randall. I mean, look, he's the he's the he's the people's MVP. Okay, well, but just, then you're gonna have that. you're gonna have Luca getting his run, and then if LeBron James is healthy, you're gonna have that push of before he's done, he needs one more MVP for all the years that he got screwed. And all of our friends that in the building uh, at Fox Sports Radio and around the greater Los Angeles area going, damn it, that's right. He has been screwed this whole time. Not to mention they'd love to see him get one in a Laker uniform. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Sure, sure. Listen, look, next year it could be it could be R.J. Barrett, you know, MVP. I mean, it might, it might not. You know, everybody really. It could be Tom Thibodeau. They could go <laughs> against protocol and give it to a coach. <laughs> or he just comes back out to play. Listen, I don't like any of the guys on my bench. I don't trust anyone. So I'm going to come out and play uh, uh, point guard when we're all down with injury. I'm really expecting <laughs> that at some point. Because there's guys he just won't put in the lineup, right? Like, whether it's Frank Nittakina or Kevin Knox. These are lottery picks the last couple of years. Nope, not going to play. We'll sign guys to 10-day contracts, and I'll put them in the lineup over these guys. So I think if it really came down to it, he would activate himself for a game, like Roger Dorn in Major League, rather than go to one of those guys and put him in the lineup for a night. Wow, you got a Roger Dorn reference. You like that, huh? Yeah. You got that in while I am watching Eight Men Out. (laughs) Well done. done. Uh, Yeah, he is absolutely on the map. Your next year MVP in the NBA, Jason Tatum. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.